Hey guys, it's in here from React Sports Guys. You can now book tea times on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Just go to 12OunceSportsRadio.com and scroll to the bottom of any page in there. There you'll see a banner that says Book Like a Pro. Click the banner, enter your course, or enter a zip code. Then select a tea time of your choice. You'll get 50% off each time you book through 12 Ounce Sports Radio. So book your next round at 12OunceSportsRadio.com. 1-2-O-Z-SportsRadio.com Hey, who likes to go to concerts? Who likes to go to games? I know I do. And now you can buy event tickets on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Just go to the menu page and look for the event tickets tab and sign up today. And you can search by your zip code or we use your geolocation. You get $20 off your first purchase. Only on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. We are the Rehab Sports Guys. Live on 12OunceSportsRadio.com and 12OZSportsRadio.com. Let's get it. Welcome into the Rehab Sports Guys. This is Ian. I am in the studio today. Kind of missed y'all last week and yesterday. We are again live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. I'm here with Jesse, J. Will, the guru, and the villain, David. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing today? Man, we got a full slate, and if you've been listening to us on 12 Ounce Sports Radio, you've been hearing the Hog Show from yesterday with our new guy, Will. He's on the Hog Show for us, so y'all need to welcome him. Hit him up on Twitter at, at RSGWill, underscore Will. He's a new member of the team. Uh, got to listen to him yesterday because I wasn't able to join in, so he sounded pretty good. Uh, we got a full slate for y'all today. Uh, talk some NFL storylines. And then get into the NFL North and see who we think is going to win those divisions. Yes, sir. We also also got a top five for you. Who we think the top five worst backup quarterbacks in the NFL are. No, 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 no. Who the top five most trash backup quarterbacks are. Because these dudes are super trash. So we're going to get it right. Get it right. And, and, if, and if any of y'all follow us on Twitter, like, I know y'all big and work out and stuff, but, but y'all, y'all know y'all trash. But get y'all's money. But y'all gross. For real, for real. You might be getting your money, but that don't make you good. And here's the other thing, too. We, we eliminated the rookie quarterbacks, like the guys that haven't played. So if I've never seen any, like, I didn't put dudes on my list that I'd never saw play in the NFL before because I can't tell you if they're trash or not. Like, I've never seen, or guys that, like, I've only seen play in, like, garbage time. Like, I don't count them. Right. But some of y'all that we didn't see around the league that, They've got starting jobs, and then now y'all backups, and somehow y'all still in the league. Yeah, there's a lot of that go that goes around. To be honest, and it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but hey, it is what it is. So are we gonna jump into the top five first, or how we're we gonna do this? Yeah, go ahead. All right, go ahead, Jess. All right, my, I'm gonna go in reverse order. Actually, I'm not going to put these in order because he's like, all these dudes are garbage. Uh, my first one, Nathan Peterman. Yes, I'm judging him off of one game. And it's not really your fault, but the Bills should have never benched Tyrod. They gave you a start and you threw five interceptions. So I would say that you you, you didn't do good. So I'm, I don't know enough about him, so I'm not even going to uh, spend too much time on him. Uh, Blaine Gabbert. Listen, I didn't think Blaine Gabbert was good coming out of college. He wasn't good for Jackson. He played for Jacksonville, right? And then went to San yeah. Francisco. And now he's the backup in 
Tennessee. Tennessee. Dude's real happy about that. Thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Yeah, Blaine Gabbard is awful. I don't know, like, and people are like, oh, well, you should see him in I don't understand how he keeps getting a damn job. I really don't. Uh, Brandon Whedon is my third one. I don't know how he's this trash and has a nickname. Um, the Weed Man. But uh, I knew when that first, his first NFL start, he tripped under the American flag. And that's when I knew it was not going to go well for this dude. Oh, Lord. And, like, he was a grown-up. He was, like, 26 or whatever when he came, because he played, like, minor league baseball. Another one of those quarterbacks that – and I try not to put any people that played for Cleveland on this list because it's not fair to them. But, like, he'd been trashed, like, everywhere he's been. Mike Glennon, um, y'all actually let Russell Wilson – like, Russell Wilson went to Wisconsin in a large part because – I mean, well, now he was a graduate transfer. Yeah, but was. I know people at NC State, if you listen to Bomani, because he used to cover that area, talks about how everybody wanted Glennon over Russell Wilson. That's because North Carolina State has no clue what they're talking about, and there's a reason why they're never relevant. The thing about North Carolina State, it all came down to he got a, offered a baseball scholarship or a baseball contract, and the coach didn't feel like waiting around for him. So, he, and he won he wanted a reason to go to Mike Glennon. So when right. the baseball contract presented itself, he was like, "Well, you're probably going to pick baseball, so I'm going to move forward with Mike Glennon as my quarterback." So that's why that was that way. And Glenn is on like his like third team already in the league. Yeah. And, and so. he, 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 yeah. And then my last one, Brock Osweiler. He, I thought Brock was going to be all right in Denver, and then he just like, like they was like, "Nah, Peyton, like we know that you super hurt, but like we don't need you to come back and like not throw the ball and take us to the Super Bowl." And then Houston gave him that stupid contract. God. And like, <laughs> how many, how many, how many games did that even last? And they were just like, "Nah, bro, like we can't, we can't wait anymore." Like. And then, and then replaced you with who was going to be on my list, Tom Savage. So, yeah. Yeah, I looked at him, too. Nathan Peterman, Blaine Gabbert, Brandon Whedon, Mike Glennon, and Brock Osweiler. That's that's a pretty solid list of trash. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to agree. And I have to actually agree with you on two of those, which is Gabbert and Osweiler. I mean, like you said, they just they keep getting jobs, and they're absolute dumpster trash. Like they're they're horrible. <laughs> and th- thank you, Tennessee, for bringing Gabbert back to my, to me, where I have to freaking root for him again. I was like, it wasn't bad enough I mean, at San Francisco. Hopefully, you don't have to because well, tech, hopefully, yeah, your boy didn't get hurt. You know what the good thing about all these trash quarterbacks is, though. Hopefully, we're not seeing them. Most of them, I guess, don't have personality problems. That's why they keep getting jobs. Because if some of these other backup quarterbacks, like Ryan Mallett, who's better than all them dudes on my list. Ryan Mallett's a head case. Like, like you see, and I want you to get to your five, but I see all these dudes that aren't in the league. Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman's better than all five of my quarterbacks on my list. And Mm -hmm. But if you're a team, you don't want your backup causing you a headache. So you go to people like trash-ass Brock Osweiler. Yep. And then you go to another one on my list, Brian Hoyer. Dude is so garbage. But I at least understand why. Because he's a vet that's been around. I mean, I get it with him, but he just his arm is just so weak that I don't understand how he can play in the professional. Dude, Michigan State league. quarterbacks like him, Drew Stanton, all them dudes, like they just stay in the league. And if your last name's McCown. Yeah. And then my other one was Trevor Simeon, and I'm not even speaking on Trevor Simeon. He's just hot garbage. Like, dude is just garbage. Oh, so you, you, could, you couldn't even win. You couldn't even win 
with that Denver defense. You, you're trash, bro. You're trash. And yes, my other ones were the same as yours, Osweiler and Gabbert. Yeah. Oh, and there's one more. My bad. Colt McCoy. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Why are you laughing? Colt, Mr. Oh. Texas fan over there. But, uh. So how many times do I have to tell you I'm not a Texas fan? <laughs> but, uh. I thought Colt you were a McCoy, Texas fan. Colt McCoy is. I hot only grew up because my family's from there. I wouldn't call myself a fan, per se. Right. Listen. Man, you're trying to get me roasted by the whole state of Arkansas. <laughs> Oh, he is not a Texas fan. We're just like you're trying to get time. me strangled. <laughs> hey, I do want to know if all them tech. Or, or, I'm gonna get to that later about that damn logo I saw on on the media day. They was super mad about that. But um, oh yeah, yeah. Cole McCoy has been trash in the NFL though. But I mean, he, he is just, what he is. I mean, he was a great college quarterback. He just wasn't really good in the league. Not, not, no shame in that. I mean, he's lasted longer than Tim Tebow. Yeah, he did. Can I just say, please? please hey, shout out Scout Team. Please, please let Brandon Allen play in the league so I can put him on, on future lists. God, you're so negative toward Brandon Allen. He did he did throw a pass against ECU off the goalpost to, <laughs> to lose the game. Yeah. Like, All right. Hunter Henry can't not jump about, that high. Not about, <laughs> not about everything else. All right. So, uh. Maybe you have a top five? Oh, screw you. Yeah, I have top five. I'm not, just, sure. I'm not just producing. I thought he was like moving on. All right, so I have Joe Webb. Super garbage. Yeah. Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Simeon. Matt Barkley, who's supposed to be the next great thing. Oh, what did uh, Mel Kuyper say? If you pass on this guy, you will lose your job. Wrong. Uh, And then Cody Kessler. You got two UCLA quarterbacks on so, there. Or USC quarterbacks. USC on is super trash. Okay, okay, you know what? Let's, let's name a quarterback that has been successful at a USC. I think there's one. And it ain't Matt Liner. Okay, so yeah. Cody Kessler. He ain't been successful. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer's the only one in a long time. Since like 2004. That's been like 15 years. I mean, he finally retired for real this time, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, but to be fair, but to be fair, the same knock was on USC wide receivers, too, and then Juju happened, so. But see, y'all. The thing about y'all's wide receivers is Man, like anytime y'all. y'all's wide receivers got anytime USC's right, wide so receivers got t- drafted. I want to never hear you claim USC ever again on Twitter. You, okay, but but you, like you gonna do it? But watch. every single receiver that's came out of USC that got drafted high, I understood why because they've always had talent. Like, um, at the year that they were there, uh, Dwayne Jarrett or not Dwayne Jarrett? That's a NASCAR driver. Whatever, <laughs> whatever that Jarrett dude's name is, a played receiver in two thousand and four, two thousand and five. He was good, but I knew he wasn't going to be great because he wasn't fast. Yeah, I remember him. But I mean, because U.S. the thing problem with USC is they're picking between so much talent, they're going to get it wrong sometimes. Because yeah. if they pick this five star over this five star, mm-hmm. I mean, there's more quarterback failures out of California than I've ever seen in my life. Like I knew Matt Leinart wasn't going to be good in the NFL. I just there's something about him that said he didn't want it. And I, I like him as an analyst, but I was my, my buddy used to joke that Matt Liner went to the league to lift weights and to look pretty, and that's basically what Matt Liner did. I mean, yeah, all he did was sit over there and look pretty and watch uh, Kurt Warner do all the work. Yeah, I really thought that he was going to be the one that broke the shell uh, of USC quarterbacks. But I mean, he was good in college. I'm not gonna. I mean, I like to hate on USC, in college. but he was good and great. And well, he had two great running backs. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hard when you got a monster in Lindell White and then 
Reggie Bush to hand the ball off. Remember to. how good we thought that draft was, and then like none of them dudes ended up being really good for long. Like right. Reggie wasn't good. And Reggie was put in a bad position. Reggie was too small to be an every down running back. Yeah. yeah. Felix Jones at Arkansas was put in a better situation. Right. Because he could play behind a monster of a running game and just kind of be the third down back slash slot receiver slash just every yeah. returner. Which that's what Reggie uh, Reggie Bush was good at. Get him in space, and he was deadly. But if you try and con- contain him to running up the middle, I mean, just like handing off to a receiver. That's the thing about Ty Montgomery and uh, Green Bay, is if you use him as a slot receiver slash sweep running back slash space, get him in space, yeah, he's going to be good. But if you try and just pound it down the middle with him, he's not going to be very good. No, no. He's that's not, not what he's good at. Yeah. And that's where it comes into being a good coach. That's When he was really good, it was when they were running screen game and all this other stuff. But that's kind of off topic. But that was our RSG Top 5. Hit us up on Twitter and tell us what you think. Absolutely. Uh, I want to ask Scout Team if they're listening. At Scout Team, do you think Tim Tebow is better than any of these Top 5? You know they're saying yes. Oh, well, I'm going to say yes because I'd rather have Tim Tebow than some of these trash backups. But, but I'm get, not trying to deal with like we talked about off air. Are you really trying to deal with the circus of a Tim Tebow, a RG three, which he's already in the league? But I mean, are you really trying to deal with that circus of people always talking about that, or a Colin Kaepernick, or I can keep naming. There's quarterbacks at home that are better than these guys, but there's a circus that comes with them that nobody wants as their backup. Right, and like let's say that. Let's say that Jameis becomes a backup at some point. He'll be in that category just because it's like you don't your back your backups are not the guys that are not the guys that can mess up and keep their job. It's is it fair? No, but listen, if your talent outweighs whatever is around you, you can usually keep a job. That's why T.O. got a job for the longest, and then when T.O.'s skills diminished a little bit, he was done. I mean, guys will keep getting jobs as long as they're productive. Well, I agree. As this is true. As, as long as you're beneficial to me. And we're up on our first break, but I want to read something too before we go to break. Uh, Dwayne Wade has been offered a three-year, $25 million to play for the Xinghai, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Golden Bulls in China. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that on yesterday. And so his he- heater operating above the tax can offer up to $5.3 million with the uh, – Middle exception, or between two point four minimum and two point nine with non bird rights. He's made one hundred ninety seven million dollars over his fifteen year career. Think he stays in the league, play with his son? Mm, I don't know if he lasts that long. Because is only if he's a one and done, only has it last another three years. Think I he can ride the bench that long? I don't think he's gonna, Yeah, I don't think he's lasting that long. I don't either. I just think his body's broke down. I agree. I was just saying. I Hall mean, of Famer. His son, his son was out here uh, cooking uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. in a pickup game. It wasn't a pickup game. It was like one of those Drew League type things where it was like pros come play with uh, other. Pros one, and amateurs, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like a pro-am, and his son was cooking Tim Hardaway Jr. trying to guard him. And his son's 16. Mm. How did it? Sorry, Knicks fans. That's kind. Of, that's kind of not a good look. <laughs> not when you're paying him, Tim Hardaway Jr. as much as you're paying him. <laughs> but that's 
that was kind of just a nugget before we go to break, and we're going to go to break. Here's a word from our station. Interviews, special guests, and the recap of the week's news and headlines and box scores and results. It's Beck's Work Week in Review live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Based on your geolocation, upcoming events will be listed, or you can search by your zip code. That's event tickets page of 12 Ounce Sports Radio, where you'll find a promo code that'll get you a big discount on your first purchase. Get in the game. Visit the radio station at 12OunceSports.com. It's 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Radio.com. Spell it out for them. With the OZ. 12OZSportsRadio.com. Good job, Stack Guy. to your favorite show, go to the event tickets page, enter your zip code, and save that easy. 12ozsportsradio.com For to speak with a representative about a price for your growing business at 877-779-3860. Again, that's 877-779-3860. Click that banner, enter your course of choice or zip code, find a tea time you like, book that tea time, and you'll get up to 50% off courtesy of 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Book like a pro, even if you don't play like one. (sighs) 12 Ounce Sports Radio, quench your sports thirst. We are back live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. You can listen to us on the TuneIn app, which most of you probably are, or live on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Check us out on iTunes. We are now on YouTube. Go to our Twitter page. It's up there. We're going to be posting the recordings on there. Uh, Back with the guys. We're here on Rehab Sports, guys. We're going to get into some storylines. First, I want to start over with something that kind of happened while I've been out and we haven't had a chance to talk about. And that would be T.O. deciding not to go to the Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremonies and doing his own at Tennessee Chattanooga. Yeah, that's right, his own college. So what do y'all think about that? I absolutely love it. Be you, T.O. Be, per- be what we all know that you are. I, ha- I have no saltiness towards it. To hell with what these... These butthurt media members say. It's like, oh, well, T.O.'s just pulling us to being his normal T.O. self. I'm all for it. Go, go be yourself, T.O. This is your moment, not their moment. This is your moment to be able to do what you want and to celebrate your accomplishments however the hell you feel like celebrating them. They're not the ones that were out on the field or putting their body on the line, getting doing all this for however long he was in the league. They're not the ones that were doing the work to be the player that you were. You are. You 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 celebrate however you feel free to celebrate. I feel two ways about this. I feel it's absolutely within T.O.'s right to not go to the Hall of Fame. I feel like it's absolutely his right to do it at Tennessee Chattanooga. And I feel it's absolutely right for the members of the Hall of Fame, not the voters, but the members of the Hall of Fame, to feel a certain way about it also. And what I mean by that is they felt that they've paved the way, blah, blah, blah. I respect what Chris Carter said about it. Because they asked Chris Carter, 
should he still be in the Hall of Fame? Like, do you think if the voters went back and voted, should he have still made it? Well, absolutely. T.O. should be in the Hall of Fame based on what he did on the field. He's shouldn't have taken him three years to get in. Um, I pose a different question. Do you think if T.O.'s first ballot, he shows up? Yes. Okay. I think this stunt, I say this stunt, I think this whole thing is because he's butthurt about not being first ballot, which I honestly don't blame him because if you go look at his stats, his numbers, whatever you want to, and don't think about who he is as an off-the-field nonsense, as you may call it, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer no matter what. I mean, go look at his touchdowns, uh, catches, all that stuff, what he did in San Francisco – with Jerry Rice, because he learned from he learned how to be a quality receiver in the NFL from the best you can learn from. Absolutely, he was not like Jerry Rice, but he man, he was a beast. Even in man, can we say that T.O. was the number one receiver on three different teams? Yes, he was eventually the number one in San Francisco. He was absolutely the number one in Philadelphia, and he was absolutely the number one in Dallas. Absolutely, and he was dang near the number two in Buffalo and Cincinnati. True. And he was productive there. I mean, he was older, but I mean, and the noise quieted down a little bit. But listen, I don't care what the media thinks about it because I don't know Terrell Owens or Terrell Owens. I really wish somebody would clarify that for me. Is it Terrell or Terrell? Um, <laughs> I've heard it all kinds of ways, yeah. really. And, and, I, and I say that respectfully. I was always a T.O. fan. I love because no matter what nonsense you said about T.O., the two things you can never say is that he didn't practice hard and he didn't play hard. You never heard that, and you can never say he was out of shape. Those three things, no. if you heard those things from somebody, you knew they just didn't like T.O. Now, all the other stuff, the the bad teammate, I mean, it's, it's something that's followed him, and I think that he has done very little to correct that. So, But, hey, he's a Hall of Famer. Doesn't, I mean, they're going to mail him his jacket, so... I mean, he, he was one of those players that went from being the most hated by a fan base to the most loved because of his soundbite, that's my quarterback. <laughs> because I personally despised him because of the whole star incident, which as a true Cowboy fan, you kind of have to. Right. It's like, that's your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to think of a... Uh, like the Texas Longhorns fans are about their hand signal. Like, that's their thing. If a player does it, they get all upset, which I'm okay with because I'm the same way about the Dallas Cowboys star because you step on my star the wrong way or you slam a football down to showboat on my star, I'm going to feel some type of way. And Jeff Teague felt some type of way about it. And please tell me how he only has 4,000 followers on Twitter. That's a disgrace. He might need to get someone to manage his Twitter because I've got 700 and something and I never played in the NFL. Like, he's one of the (laughs) – it's crazy because, like, I'll tweet at him and then all these Cowboy fans will be like, what, that's him? I'm like, yeah, that's him. Like, go follow. (laughs) Like, he's he's just not showboating about it. And it's because I think he's a football coach now. So, he's not worried about all that. He's worried about what he's he's got going on, which is cool. But – I mean, T.O. is being T.O. That's who T.O. is. That's what got him paid. That's what got him in the NFL. So do what you do. Don't be different. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm cool with it. I'm not mad about it. Years from now, what does it matter? remember that T.O. didn't go to the Hall of Fame induction. Nobody. And listen, after Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech and how ridiculous that was, it might be better for T.O. not to give a speech at the Hall of Fame, which I passed while I was up in Ohio. I wanted to go and missed an opportunity. But, um, 
Yeah, like, I don't know if I really want to hear what T.O. has to say in that setting because I don't trust T.O. to not say something stupid. I don't trust him to be like, screw you, screw you, I hate you, kind of like... But he's doing it at his alma mater, no problem with it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I think that's the most original thing I've seen in a long time as far as somebody doing an induction into something their way. Yeah, I mean... I'd be cool with everybody doing that. Now, like, would I go to the Hall of Fame if I was up the player? Yes, but I'm. That's just me. Like, a, a, like Cooperstown, I would never not go to Cooperstown if I got inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm obviously never. That's never going to happen. But that's just because I that that <laughs> don't say Cooperstown has nostalgia to me. As, as a kid yeah. growing up, I love that. But yeah, I, I think we've beat To. Uh, okay, we've beaten the To topic to death. Yeah. All right. This just came across the wire right before we came on air. Kevin Love has signed an extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers for four years, $120 million extension, which turns his contract left is six years, $145 million, and now they have to pay him. So Three yeah. rings, baby. We're getting three rings, but Kevin Love is the centerpiece of the franchise. Yeah, so. Colin Sexton going to win the MVP. I'm trolling people. Yeah, I know you are. But Why? 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 I mean, I guess you got to have somebody there, but they're like, oh, we, hey, Kevin, so I know we tried to get rid of you every year for the last four years. <laughs> so now that, I think that, uh, you know, since LeBron and Kyrie are gone, we're going to need to sell some tickets. Um, I think that was just one of those things where it's like you show loyalty even though we didn't the whole the whole time you were here. That's a, yeah, so, that was a, yeah, so, that was a loyalty so, contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, so they just kind of anteed up and gave him more money to, to be like, look, we, did, we were doing you really wrong. So here, here here's... Here's a good contract that you deserve for dealing with all of our shit this whole time. Listen, Kevin Love got paid a whole bunch of money to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. If his feelings got hurt, I understand, but it's a good thing if you're the centerpiece of trades because that means you have value. Because mm-hmm. we would love to trade J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson, but we can't trade them. Nobody wants them. Nobody and, and, and they're not bad players. Their contracts are just bad. So Kevin Love... Cool man, like you know too. I, and I like Kevin. I, I'm I'm glad he's a good dude. He's probably great in the community. Colin Sexton's gonna be a beast, bro. If he can like get consistent at shooting, yeah. That dude, that dude's gonna be a monster on defense. The Cavs are gonna be fun. They're, they're gonna be bad, but ESPN's got a 23 out of 30. I don't think they're that bad. I don't I don't hey, see you it. You did right after LeBron left. You were like, they ain't doing nothing. They're gonna be. Oh, I didn't say they was going to the play. I mean, this guy thinks they're gonna be the fourth seed in the East. I didn't say all that. <laughs> No, they ain't that good. Look, man, I've been looking at the roster. I'm optimistic. East is garbage. Let's just put it like it, say it like it is. The yeah. East is garbage. I mean, outside of the three-headed monster up north, I mean, really, is there anything else in the East? Just a bunch of Ant teams like Washington and Indiana. Indiana might be the number two seed this year. I think. Indiana, I mean, we are every year. Someone surprises us, right? We already yeah. know that the the Philly and. And Boston are the one two. That's easy. It's just everything that comes in. Well, they're, behind they're the that. two best teams, but there's always a team in the East that we don't talk about that ends up being the one or the two seed, like Atlanta that one year, Toronto, Those like years of Paul George and Indiana. Yeah, and like we really think, and they're not. We know they're not the best teams. Like no one thought that. I thought Boston and Philadelphia were better than Toronto and, last. And year. I don't care that Toronto got looking Kawhi because that they just pretty much killed their killed their identity. I mean, I mean, I know Dur- Toronto hasn't really done anything in the playoffs, but DeRozan was the guy, was the player that made them tick. Yeah, they had to do something though. Oh, for sure they had. Actually, to do no, something. they didn't. You know, LeBron fun. left the conference. Their kryptonite left. Yeah, yeah. Tor- Toronto got 
we do this to teams. Toronto got to an Eastern Conference Finals, and we're just like, oh, they didn't do anything. They didn't win. They, they went to the Conference Finals, but they're garbage. Like, oh yeah, they're not. Right. They had they had no shot of beating LeBron. No, he's in their head. Like, and then he, and then we he, beat him in the summer league, which had nothing to do with like that. But yeah, LeBron you know was in their heads for sure. You know what's crazy? He's in their executive's head because not only do you fire the coach, you send your best player to San Antonio, hopefully to get this one to turn his one year rental into signing a big contract next. Next uh, summer, which I don't think is gonna That's happen. That's not happening. But hey, Jake, God's tell me playing. how LeBron isn't in their head. Like with LeBron leaving, now there's no top fifteen or so player in your conference. Now I have a conspiracy theory. But now you get Kawhi, and now Kawhi is definitely one of the top five best players in the conference. You want to yep. hear my ridiculous conspiracy theory? Sure. So Drake is from Toronto. In the song God's Plan, he said, I'm going to turn the 2 to the 3 DeRozan was the two guard. Kawhi plays the three. Now, that was like the worst stretch ever, but I, I thought <laughs> hey, about that. It's funny. I mean, I feel you. God's Plan. No. <laughs> yeah, Dude, Kawhi Drake. makes no Actually, Kawhi makes perfect sense in Toronto because he doesn't talk and nobody wants to go to. I mean, this is not a knock on Toronto. It's just in the north and the cold and ESPN doesn't care about your market. And, 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 <laughs> hey, and, and you're in another country. Kawhi. It works That's for what I'm Kawhi because he can run off and hide and just play basketball. Yeah, and don't take that as a shot, Toronto. They ain't coming to Cleveland to talk to us no more either. Like, like how many storylines, even when they had DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, did they really go up there and nee. They would show the stadium the first day of the playoffs and be like, look how much they love basketball in Toronto. Like, it's where we're supposed to be surprised. <coughs> right. And then, uh, oh, he hates the Blue Jays. They don't listen to him. Hmm. But, yeah. No, but- Toronto in general is just a bandwagon sports city. It's kind of like what Oakland is. They only care. You, you, they you, only you, care when their teams are good. Like you exactly. never hear about their fan bases when their teams suck. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing. Maybe Oakland's uh, different because hey man, of the I've been, hey, I'll I've call been looking it. at y'all stadium Rangers fans. I've been uh, looking at y'all stadiums. Have you seen the team that we have on the field right now? Did you see the team the Blue Jays had for like ten years, being in the yeah. same division with Boston and New York? But I'm just saying. Let me call out in the sense I'm throwing names and calling people out. I'm gonna call out OKC too because everybody says, "Oh, OKC, one of the best, one of the best fan bases in all of NBA." All of They've the never NBA. They've never moved there. That is true. I mean, you know, you know what? I'm gonna throw one out there too. And listen, if you're from these fan bases, prove us wrong. But I want to see. If Memphis consistently is bad, because Memphis has been good for like this really, most of the time they've been in Memphis, they've been good. They were really bad in Vancouver. They were injured last year and really bad and obviously tanking. Yeah. If Memphis gets bad for a while, does that fan base kind of? And, and they're listen, gone. If they if they, if they lose that, if Memphis starts losing, they're gone. They're done. Like that that Tennessee fan base in general, I can speak from somebody who knows it. As a Tennessee Titans fan, that Tennessee fan base is fickle as, you know. <laughs> I mean, because just look at volunteer fans when they suck. Like, yeah. they trying to go for people's throats. Mm-hmm. But, see, you've, you've mentioned something. Because, see, you're talking about Tennessee, and you're talking about Oklahoma. Those states, and then Pretty Toronto. Good. So, Toronto, Toronto is a hockey town. Yeah. Yeah. It's a football state. Tennessee is yeah. a football state. Yeah. L.A., those fan bases over there, they have so much ridiculous stuff to do and rich people to stare at with their plastic surgery that yeah. if you don't win a championship, they ain't caring about you. Yeah. The same thing for, like, the greater Northeast with Boston and New York and all that, too. Like they, they, They're pretty loyal, though. They're loyal. They'll show up to the game just to cuss you out. Well, yeah. I but about I, Boston, but... 
But I'm just saying they expect championships. Oh yeah, New York, New York, still packing out the garden to watch that trash. No, yeah. Chris, I don't but, think but, they're going to get better. But I'm just talking about bandwagon in general. Like, oh yeah, Oakland. Oakland and Toronto. I'm, I'm not a Yankees fan. Oakland and Toronto and OKC like, and all those type of teams, man. You to, look at perfect example when the A's used to be in the playoffs. Look at their attendance when they make the when they make the playoffs, and then go look at their attendance throughout the season. They don't get jack squat to show up at those stadiums. Tampa Bay is the worst, though. Absolutely oh, yeah. garbage. But I'll give you. I'll give you something though. I was. Ta- I don't remember who I was talking to. Someone. From Canada, no, I, I think I heard him on talk interview on one of the on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio shows. I don't remember which one it was, but probably the, the hockey was, one, hockey report. No, probably. it wasn't. It they were interview. I want to say it was on scout team. They were interviewing somebody from uh that guy that 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 the the, the dog dude the other day. No, it wasn't recently. Oh. Uh, I don't remember. He wasn't from Toronto. He was from one of the other teams, Ottawa. He was from Ottawa. That's okay. right. He said, yeah, we're just hockey, but if Toronto's good in another sport, we'll root for them. But if they're not good, we don't give a crap. Right. Which is- and that's a perfect representation of what he's trying to talk about. If the other sports – it's a hockey country, let's be real. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If the, I, that's what, that's other what sports are good, they'll root for them, but if not, they care less. Right. Like, if Toronto sucks, are you really think they're going to have thousands and thousands of people standing outside the stadium? You, you, nope. No. Do you know what a good a good analogy is? The way we treat our U.S. men's national soccer team. Exactly. When they are good, we are America, waving the flag, freedom. When they're <laughs> bad, we're like, nobody cares. But let the men's basketball team in the Olympics be bad. Oh, no. We are calling for people to be fired. We <laughs> yeah. is calling for change. We is out here about to protest. If y'all let Stephon Marbury back on the damn dream team, like, like as a basketball fan, I was so mad when we sucked at the Olympics. Like, oh, yeah, me too. I know a Canadian that lived here invented the game, but we invented this game, bro. Like, we can't be – soccer, we get that. Even game. if we didn't invent the game, we are the best uh, league in the world, just like baseball. Yeah. Like, and we MLB – We finally be... won the uh, thing. What's that little World Baseball Classic? We, yeah. We... Yeah. Those are actually really – if you get a chance to watch those, those are oh. actually really fun to watch because really – because these like Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and like Venezuela and Colombia and all them teams like the the fans at the games that are watching those those make those games fun as hell to watch because like, they're so hype hype in those games it's like it's almost like watching a football game. There, the there is one sport where we are the predominant league in the country. Like our country has a predominant league, but we will never win the nat- the world title. Or we can, but we shouldn't. And that's hockey. Yep. Yes, we have the National Hockey League, and it's probably the biggest worldwide. But guess what? We'll, all, we'll always Russia be. and Canada should win it every year. Yeah, which is really weird because if you look at our, if you look at the NHL, like we get so, and we and we just, and and you look at our national soccer team, half them dudes aren't even from America. They're on that soccer. A team. lot of them are from are were born in Germany. I can argue the three best players that I've seen in my lifetime are all from Canada. Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and I'll and I'm not saying Sidney Crosby's the third best, but just because I don't want to talk hockey, Sidney Crosby, they're all from Canada. Ovechkin, Russia. Yeah, right. so like your best players normally are from Russia or Canada. Yeah, because those are just unless unless you find an American unless you find an American from like the no, way up north near Canada, anyways. Yeah, like in like New York. Well, it's too damn cold to play play anything but hockey in in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we we are up on a break. We're gonna take us a nice little break here. Here's a word from our station. Peace out, Rehab Sports guys. We'll be back in three minutes. <laughs> 
Hey guys, it's Ian here from React Sports Guys. You can now book tea times on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Just go to 12OunceSportsRadio.com and scroll to the bottom of any page in there. There you'll see a banner that says, Book Like a Pro. Click the banner, enter your course, or enter a zip code. Then select a tea time of your choice. You'll get 50% off each time you book through 12 Ounce Sports Radio. So book your next round at 12OunceSportsRadio.com. 1-2-O-Z-SportsRadio.com Hey, who likes to go to concerts? Who likes to go to games? I know I do. And now you can buy event tickets on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Just go to the menu page and look for the event tickets tab and sign up today. And you can search by your zip code or we use your geolocation. You get $20 off your first purchase only on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Interviews, special guests, and the recap of the week's news and headlines and box scores and results. It's Beck's Work Week in Review live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Based on your geolocation, upcoming events will be listed, or you can search by your zip code. That's Event Tickets page of 12 Ounce Sports Radio, where you'll find a promo code that'll get you a big discount on your first purchase. Get in the game. Visit the radio station at 12OunceSports.com. It's 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Radio.com. Spell it out for them. With the O-Z. 12OZSportsRadio.com. Good job, stack guy. Listening to your favorite show, go to the event tickets page, enter your zip code, and save... That easy. 12OZSportsRadio.com To speak with a representative about a price for your growing business at 877-779-3860. Again, that's 877-779-3860. Click that banner. Enter your course of choice or zip code. Find a tea time you like, book that tea time, and you'll get up to 50% off courtesy of 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Book like a pro, even if you don't play like one. (sighs) 12 Ounce Sports Radio, quench your sports thirst. And you are listening to the Rehab Sports Guys live on 12-Ounce Sports Radio. And we are going to get into some more storylines. Just had some breaking news come across. Go ahead and hit them with it, boo. I was just looked down. I was scrolling through Twitter on our break. Happened to notice that Todd Gurley just got a brand-new four-year, $60 million extension. That includes a $45 million includes $45 million guaranteed. It's the largest guaranteed given to a running back, the largest per year average for any running back, and gives other running backs such as David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott a new benchmark. Uh, can we can we mention also Le'Veon Bell in that maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, David Johnson did, is, is going to camp. Um, he, yeah. he, he ended his little holdout. He's in camp, so that's settled it, there. But I will tell you this. Saquon Barkley just got... Thirty-one million dollars, all guaranteed, and has not played a down yet. See now, this feeds into 
the Le'Veon Bell thing, where Le'Veon Bell is absolutely now justified in what he's doing. I think the Steelers are too because of the shelf life of running backs, but it's that weird situation where I see it from both sides because Le'Veon Bell is arguably top three running back in the NFL. The top five, in my opinion, are Zeke, not not anywhere, but Zeke, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, and then you could throw whoever the fifth guy you want in there. So if Todd Gurley's getting that money, even though he had a down year two years ago, the only two knocks on Le'Veon is he gets injured every once in a while and he had the marijuana problems, which hopefully are behind him. But I don't think that had anything to do with why Pittsburgh didn't want to pay him. Because they were only off by like $600,000 from a report that I heard. They weren't far I'm thinking, off. I'm thinking Le'Veon will get 70 Somewhere else. Somewhere, yeah. I almost with this situation, I almost wish that the 49ers would have waited. Because they had a bunch of money to spend this year, and then they spent it on Jarek McKinnon at running back. I almost kind of wish they would have waited. Just waited a year? Yep. But at the same time, I'm not upset about it because I liked McKinnon. So. Yeah, I mean, and. and y- and then but Le'Veon's Le'Veon, man. That's that's the top back in the league. Yeah, because of what he does so much. I mean, I just pray to God he doesn't go to the Patriots. Jesus Christ! Listen, if Le'Veon Bell goes to the New England Patriots, I will not be a Le'Veon Bell fan. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> I don't blame you. Like I'm a Steelers fan. Period. Wore the Steelers shirt to work yesterday. Shout out to my buddy Grady, who's a Philly fan, but. Enjoy y'all's one Super Bowl. But yeah, like, he can't go to the Patriots, bro. But the Patriots aren't going to break the bank for him either. The Patriots get guys on smaller deals and they just, they just siphon through so players. where do you think he would end up? Somewhere that'll pay him. I know that's a vague answer. I can't, I don't know who, I don't know what the cap situation is. I just think that Le'Veon Bell is trying to set the market, but it seems like Gurley has just set it. Yeah, he pretty much did. Okay. And you said the Patriots, so I want to tell you what they would not pay, and that would be Brandon Cooks. You know how he's getting paid? Six years, $89.459 million. Over the first three years, it's $51 million of its guaranteed. The first how many years? Three years. $7 million signing bonus. $11 million in 2018. Who gave him this deal? The Rams. The Rams. Same team that just gave it. Do the Rams have a salary cap? Hold on. Uh, twenty-seven point five million in twenty nineteen. That includes his option bonus and cap number, and his cap number is twenty-one million. Uh, and then twelve million in twenty twenty with a twenty-two million dollar cap number. That just tells me, though, that the Rams overspent. That's all that is. Oh, that's what they're doing. And the thing and is that you can't really compare that with what the Patriots would or wouldn't do because because Brandon Cooks is not Le'Veon Bell. They wouldn't pay him $27 million for one year to play receiver. No, but that's not Le'Veon Bell. Like he's, there's a difference. Brandon Cooks is a, a, a good player that got overpaid. Le'Veon Bell is the best arguably a top five player in the league and the best at his position. The Patriots don't get those people, though. Not on they're, offense. They're not going to... Even if they do, they're not going to pay him that. I, 
somebody on Twitter who's listening or somebody in this studio, look up and see what they paid Randy Moss. Because that's the, that's the big one that they didn't draft that they went and got. Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon was out of his prime when they got him. Okay. He was out of his prime in Cincinnati. And, I, and they didn't keep him very long. Listen, sure. I mean, any other organization, yeah, but the Patriots, is, they do... They do business different, and the Steelers do business different. We don't pay outlandish contracts. We gave Ben his money. He's been to three Super Bowls. Like guys, quarterbacks get that at the end of their contracts. But Ben was never the highest paid quarterback in the there league, even it, close it, to it. Where's Le'Veon from? Isn't he from Compton or something? I don't know where Le'Veon Bell's from. I know he went to Michigan State. He uh he got traded to New England, y'all remember? And then when he re-signed the three-year deal, only worth twenty-seven million. Only paid him a little under $10 million a year. Yeah, so they weren't paying him top wide receiver money. No. But he's been in the league 10 years at that point. But still was a really, really good receiver. Scored like 22 touchdowns. Yeah, so <laughs> he still got the year. Yeah, this is the year after he set the record. The year after he set the receiving record, they only gave him $9 million. You know, I wonder also, too, though, with all the baggage that he came with from Oakland, because he basically. I'm not. I don't accuse pro athletes of quitting, but I mean, the way that he played in Oakland was not up to par with his talent level. Le'Veon's going to get paid by somebody, but I don't think he'll. Maybe he will now. Now that Todd Gurley got that deal, he's going to get paid. It's just a matter of who does it. That's true. I mean, he'll get paid. I don't. It won't be the Patriots. They're not going to pay him fifteen million dollars plus. I would imagine it would be somebody in a big in a bigger market that would do it. Like I would say, it would be a bigger market, like say a L.A. or a you know a New York market or a Boston market or he. Oh God, Houston maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I I just gotta kind of hope that. I just kind of got to hope that he doesn't go to a rival. That's the biggest thing. But, that said, you just never know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just, I hope he gets a deal. Like, I think he deserves it. But, moving on. Uh, Odell Beckham got a deal. Or, not, is looking for a deal. And he wants to, uh come to camp what year of his, of his contract is he in is he a free agent at the end of the year I shouldn't honestly tell you I really don't know he's been he's, he's on his rookie contract right should be I'm gonna look that up and while you're looking that up uh, I mean he from what I read he talked to the head coaching staff, uh, head coach, talked to the rest of the coaching staff, talked to his teammates, and he decided that it was probably a better decision for him just to come to camp because it's a new coaching staff, and he didn't have the luxury that uh, Le'Veon Bell does, where he can just walk in and it's the same playbook. Like it's a whole different regime, so he's got to get in there, get get with uh, Eli, and I guess because you're on a two and 14 team from the year before like you got a rookie running back you kind of got to get in there and work with everybody so i think that's why he made the decision which is different than the decision that julio jones 
is in where he unfollowed the Falcons on social media. <laughs> and nearly gave all their fans a heart attack. Yeah, they thought he was like about to get traded or released or some craziness. They about lost it. <laughs> but, I mean, if I, I'm Julio Jones, I'm trying to get paid. Like, I've been a top five receiver in this league for the last three or four years. It's time for me to get my extension. Like, Todd Gurley just got his extension. I want mine. Absolutely. I know I ain't mad at him for it. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say with Julio. He deserves it and he should stay in Atlanta, but really, I mean, outside of Julio and and Devontae Freeman, who else do they really have? I mean, that team's eventually going to reach its peak if they haven't already of what they're going to be able to accomplish. But who's to say that that's... If that's actually going to happen or not? The problem with Julio is got. I know for I know Julio's got three years left in his deal. Beckham's a free agent at the end of the year, so the Falcons. It's just weird timing. That I mean, I know Julio Jones is wants to get paid what he's worth, and which is one, two, or three best receiver in the league. However, you want to order them out, kind of like with the running backs. But I just. I figured this, this seems a year early to be already trying to negotiate a new contract. And didn't Julio get hurt last year? Or was Julio hurt the year before that? I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I can tell you that he's thinking that if he gets hurt, they have nobody. So he's like, well, I want to get paid for all this. Because he played hurt a lot of the time last right. year so that they could win games. And he sees how much his running back is making. His running back is... A, until Gurley got his deal, was one of the top running backs getting paid in this league in Freeman. So he's like, well, why is he getting this money and I'm the one producing more? And his quarterback's getting paid. Yeah, so he's like, where's my money at? Like, he's being selfish, but at the in the NFL, and it's not guaranteed money, you kind of have to be selfish yes. to an extent. So I don't blame him. I would do the same thing. Like, hey, I'm doing everything out here. If y'all don't have me, Matt Ryan sucks and you're paying him to suck, and then... So we so we feel the same way about Matt Ryan? No, I'm not saying he's... Do. I, I'm not saying he sucks, but, like, take Julio Jones away. He's average. Well, yeah, but take away that's any, what, Julio that's what, Jones away from pretty much any quarterback. That's, not what, that's what Julio Jones is saying. He's like, I want to get paid for all this production. Yeah, I, I don't think he's getting a deal anytime soon. I think he's just doing it as a stunt to be like, hey... I want this deal done after this year. Not, I'm not going to sit here and wait till I'm on my last year of my deal and y'all finally give me a deal. I want it done now. Yeah, and I, I've always wondered how the average fan feels about people who hold out because they're like, they're not being part of the team. And I'm like, well, they're also the same people. It's like, they're getting way overpaid. It's like, listen, you're worth what the market dictates you're worth. And how much money... Your worth is what somebody will pay you. So whether or not people think they're overpaid is doesn't. I don't care, and it's not relevant. Julio Jones is worth more than whatever any receiver that is less than him is getting paid. Because if me and you were going up for a job in any other business, and we worked at the same company, and you were more valuable to the company, they're going to pay you more money. Yeah, that's how capitalism works. That's how life works. Like. Yes, should our teachers and firefighters get paid more money? Yes, they should. But are they worth millions of dollars? Who knows? 
In the NFL, somewhere along the way, we decided these people were worth this much money. Julio Jones, in a sport that can end your career early, and in a sport with non-guaranteed contracts, and in a sport where you're a very easily replaceable, get all your money. Because it's not like basketball and baseball where you can get contracts in your 30s. Wide receivers and running backs aren't getting top money into their 30s. Definitely not running backs. Running backs aren't going to get that kind of money because they're the most expendable position in the league. They're, they had the smallest amount of shelf life. Shelf life than any other position in the league. I mean, I agree. And people think that we have devalued the running back position. I don't even know what that means. I, I mean, It's more of a passing league now. I mean, it, that's that's not even debatable. I mean, yeah, because yeah, remember the old, the, 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 yeah, yeah, the old number was you don't pay a receiver over 10 or 12 million. Well, a 10 or 12 million now, the receiver now is your middle of the row. Yeah, like your second or third receiver. Yeah. You pay ten million dollars to a slot receiver now, unless you're Jarvis Landry, and then you get paid a lot of money to be a slot receiver. Sure. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, but the running back position—if you're going to get paid big money, you've got to be an MVP type player. And your Le'Veon Bell's, your Todd Gurley's, your Ezekiel Elliott's. David Johnson. David Johnson. Uh, let me go with oh, Fortnite. Melvin Gordon. Ma- Chargers. I know, but he ain't get. He don't no, need I'm just top saying, but, but, no, not yet. But I'm just saying he would be close to that talk. Oh yeah, okay. I, but I was thinking like a Fournette because without Fournette Fort- is. Uh, let, let me let let me tell you about Fournette. Once they figure out that Jacksonville has. Less than zero percent of a passing game this year. They're going to stack the box with seven or eight guys on Jacksonville, and and Leonard Fournette is not getting over a thousand yards this year. They did the same. Period. They did the same thing in LSU, and he just ran everybody over. This is an LSU. They did the same thing to Todd Gurley, and he's still producing. They just happened to get a passing game. Oh yeah, remember when Todd Minnesota? Gurley was there? How about Adrian Peterson? They had dumpster fire quarterbacks, and he was still in the MVP talk every year. He's not any of those guys, though. I think Fournette's a bruising runner. I, th- I think he's How better do you... than, than, you, than you're writing him. He's not getting over 1,000 yards this year. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling people right now it's not happening. Tennessee fan. Tennessee Wait fan. Is, Tennessee fan. Is this another beer bet? It can be a beer you're bet. Gonna he's buy, not... You're going to end up buying me a liquor store. By the way. <laughs> he's not getting over 1,000 yards. Okay, if Leonard Fournette does not get over 1,000 yards – I will take your thirty pack and I will raise you to a thirty pack and a six and and, and no okay you know what so you're so the, the the beer bet we made is the thirty pack bet on Minnesota when we we'll talk about it when we get to the north so we'll make a separate bet that if Leonard Fournette does not get a thousand yards this year not counting injuries injury does not count so if he tears his ACL week one the bet's off okay that's just fair because I can't predict Leonard Fournette that's, getting hurt that's fine but. If he plays a reasonable amount of games, he plays 14 games, and he doesn't get 1,000 yards, you pick the rum and I'll buy it. Sounds good to me. If Leonard Fournette gets over 1,000 yards, I want a bottle of Jameson. You got it. All right. It ain't got to be the half gallon, but it's got to be at least a fifth. Man, let's do you. some more fun. Let's do something fun we can put on Twitter. Okay. Let's call it something different. What's, a, what's something... 
like I'm stealing this idea from scout team. You know they just shave the beards, but you can't grow a beard out because of uh, the army. army. So that's different. I grow a beard three, four months. A, I grow a beard for a month. <laughs> but I get it. I can't. I can't grow like a, like a, like a Kyle the Wizard at my job beard. <laughs> How about this? If Jacks, if it happens, you have to wear a Jaguars jersey to sh- or t-shirt to work. That would require me buying a Jacksonville t-shirt or jersey, and that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, look, we just don't have jerseys laying around. That's no, 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 no. Just, just some ten dollar t-shirt. Mm. How about if Leonard Fournette does not? If Leonard Fournette gets over a thousand yards, I will buy you a white t-shirt and write Fournette and then Jacksonville on the front. You have to wear it to work. I'll do it. And then okay, you and, ha- and then you have to put Fournette on your Twitter for a week. I'll I'll do it one better. I'll change my header to Jackson to Jacksonville related. Okay. So what do I have to do if he doesn't get if he doesn't get a thousand yards? Because I don't like. You know what? We'll make it. We'll make it good. We'll make it good. I will have to change my header to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I will. Also, I will make myself a white T-shirt, and I will put Andy Dalton. No, perfect. I will find out whatever perfect. Oh, there you go. I will make myself a perfect T-shirt and I wear it. Oh, deal. 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 It has been the hands have been shaken. I like that. I but Leonard Fournette will weak beer bit. will not. Will not, will not make a thousand I yards. I can't wait for you to wear that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take another break, uh, and we're going to come back and talk about the NFC North and who we think is going to win the divisions and talk about the teams and everything like that. This is the Rehab Sports Guys, 12-Ounce Sports Radio. Interviews, special guests, and the recap of the week's news and headlines and box scores and results. It's Beck's Work We Can Review live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Based on your geolocation, upcoming events will be listed, or you can search by your zip code. That's event tickets page of 12 Ounce Sports Radio, where you'll find a promo code that'll get you a big discount on your first purchase. Get in the game. Visit the radio station at 12OutSports.com. It's 12OutSportsRadio.com. Spell it out for him. With the OZ. 12OZSportsRadio.com. Good job, Stack Guy. Listening to your favorite show, go to the event tickets page, enter your zip code, and save. That easy. 12OZSportsRadio.com So to speak with a representative about a price for your growing business at 877-779-3860. Again, that's 877-779-3860. Click that banner. Enter your course of choice or zip code. Find a tea time you like, book that tea time, and you'll get up to 50% off courtesy of 12-Ounce Sports Radio. Book like a pro, even if you don't play like one. (sighs) 12-Ounce Sports Radio. Quench your sports thirst. You are listening to... 
the Rehab Sports Guys live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio as Jesse yawns. <laughs> I'm not bored, I promise. <laughs> that was funny. I was saying the intro to look over at Jesse's yawn and try to cover his mouth. Because <laughs> I could hear two of my headset. They'll look over and they'll be like, what is that noise? And they'll look over and Jesse's covering his mouth trying to not make noise. I tried not to, but I had to breathe, man. <laughs> I mean, I know I said I'd die for this. I know I said I'd die for this game. I didn't mean today. <laughs> oh, that that was funny. Oh man! But yeah, we are live on Twelve on Sports Radio. You are listening to the Rehab Sports Guys. Uh, but we're gonna get into the NFC North and the Norse God Division. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say the worst. No, the, the Norse God division. He was make. He was trying to. He was trying to do a play on word like North and Norse, like like a Viking. There's only one. I thought he was trying to do like North worst, like worst division. Hey, like it is the hell. It, 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 it is the coldest division in football it, by it far. Very much so. It is. <laughs> yeah, the frozen, yeah, frozen tundra. Yeah, the frozen tundra. Yeah. Minnesota, <laughs> Chicago, and Detroit. Yeah. Hey, Minnesota said the hell with all that cold shit, and we're 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 building a damn indoor stadium. The hell with y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. They had an indoor they had stadium. An indoor stadium. They had the Metrodome. Mm, I knew it. Oh, it was a new where, one. Where where the ceiling doesn't implode whenever. Oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. But we're gonna get into this. Uh, I want to kind of. Do we want to do predictions first, or we want to just talk about each team and then do predictions? Like, hey, I want to do this. I'll do a prediction. Minnesota's going to the Super Bowl. Period. So, but are they going to go as a wild card, or are they going to win the division? They're winning the division. I'll tell you this. It's going to be a, a – nobody's winning the division until about week 14, unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt again. My thing is, does Aaron Rodgers have the right talent around him? Because if – I look at divisions, I'm like, who's the best quarterback in this division? Well, duh, it's Aaron Rodgers. And the second best quarterback in this division is probably Matt Stafford and then Kirk Cousins. I but be like, Minnesota's roster is so stacked. I mean, he's got. I mean, I think the quarterback in the best situation around him, I would have to say Minnesota, because oh, yeah. really, really good defense, good receiving core, a really good running game. And a good head coach. Aren't you? Isn't that like the perfect scenario to go to a Super Bowl? Can you really argue against that? Be like, oh no, that's, an, that's a bad. The San Diego Chargers every year that they had Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates, and Ladainian Thompson, and didn't make the Super Bowl. That's my argument. Here's my on thing. paper. Yes. Here's my thing. The the Vikings almost made the. They were one play away from making the Super Bowl. Basically, well, not the Super Bowl. One play away from making the next round, which they'd have probably won that game. You think they would have beat Philadelphia? Absolutely. But they were one play away from going to the conference championship and, in in my opinion, going to the Super Bowl. And this is with Case Keenum and Sam Bradford leading them at quarterback. I agree. Kirk Cousins is considerably better than both of them. I would agree with that. I agree. So you're saying Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins is better than Sam Bradford? Absolutely. I don't know if he's better than Sam Bradford. He's absolutely better than Sam Bradford. How is he Bradford. better than Sam Bradford? <laughs> Reliable? Yes. Plays all 16 games? I, I give you that. I'm, I'm asking. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not. I'm. Listen, if we agreed all the time, they would. no one would ever listen to our show. <laughs> right. I just, my I problem with Kirk Cousins is one thing and one thing only. When things break around Kirk Cousins, he doesn't have that, he doesn't have that improvise. I haven't seen that from him. Now, I am going to absolutely give you something you said last year. 
that team around Kirk Cousins was like a preseason third-string team around him last year. I'm not going to criticize Kirk Cousins for last year. I just... And Kirk Cousins may prove me wrong, man, but listen, where did he go to college? I get it. Michigan State. I just... There's something about Michigan State, and I like Michigan State. But that's program. the thing. He doesn't have to be the guy anymore. Like, the in Washington, everything that they did on offense depended on how he performed. He doesn't have to do that anymore. He doesn't have to do that anymore because they're getting yet ding-ding. Here's another thing about the Vikings. They're getting their running back back this year. Which running back? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. They didn't have him last year? No. He He tore his, what, ACL? He tore his ACL in like week three. Oh, yeah, and he was balling earlier too. Listen, I'm not going to be surprised if Minnesota goes to the Super Bowl, but I can't pick them to go to the Super Bowl because I have a 30-pack riding on it. (laughs) I don't know who I'm going to pick. Do I think they can win a division? Yes, I think they can win the division. I think they're going do to win the I division. Do I pick them to win the, go to the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? No, I do not. Could they? Oh, yeah, I think they could, but I'm, that's not who my pick will be. My pick's going to be Philadelphia till they fall off the map because mm. if they can go to the Super Bowl with Cobb, I know they can go to the Super Bowl with Wentz. With who? Carson Wentz. Now, who who did you say they went to the Super Bowl with? Did I say Cobb? You did say Cobb. I'm, he is not playing for them no more. <laughs> who was uh, Nick Foles? Yeesh. Nick Foles, oh, my bad. One of the other Rams just, quarterbacks <laughs> that got good when Jeff Fisher got fired. Yes, I said Cobb. My bad. Uh, and Jeff Fisher's only bad with quarterbacks. Okay, he's a good. He's good at a lot of other things. Just not getting along with people and quarterbacks. <laughs> he's good defense, and people love him. Like he's a great interview. I've heard. Like, yeah. But anyway, back to the topic. If they can take a backup quarterback and go win a Super Bowl, I think Wentz can take him to. That's my pick right now. Is until somebody dethrones them, I just don't believe it. Because that's a fair. That's but Minnesota, a really good team. But, but to the north, I think Minnesota would be my pick too, and it has n- to win the division. To win the division, okay, right. because I would pick Aaron Rodgers every other year. But I just there's something wrong. There, there's something wrong in Green Bay. Yeah. There's a disconnect somewhere. I don't know if it's McCarthy. I don't know if it's Ted Thompson. It's the roster construction. The okay. roster construction, Aaron Rodgers' personality. I, I have to, I have to see. That's the thing. I, my thing with Green Bay every year is offensive line. I've got to see this offensive that line too. together. Now, if this offensive line is together and that defense is uh, not terrible, do I think Aaron Rodgers with Jimmy Graham and uh, Devontae Adams, yeah, could carry this team to a, win the division? Yeah. Who'd you say that tight end they had was? Mercedes, the dude who played for Jacksonville. Yeah, Mercedes Lewis. Okay, I was calling Jimmy Graham, Randall Cobb, Tom Montgomery, and Mercedes Lewis. Like, I mean, he's got pieces. Like, he's got really good players around him now. It's just, can he? Does he have time to sit back there and pick a defense apart? Because if you give him time with those weapons, he's going to destroy you. Yes. And in that defense, as long as High Clinton Dix, I love saying his name, <laughs> and Clay Matthews can stay healthy, and he plays his traditional outside. Uh, is Clay past his prime? Past rush. Just a little Way. bit. He's two or three years past his prime. But if they're not making him put his hand in the ground like they were making him play defensive end and just right. kind of letting him float in space. No, what killed him is they moved him to middle linebacker. That's a terrible position for him. Put him on the outside, kind of like Troy Palmolo. Just let him kind of float in no man's land and let him do what he does. Because like, when you tried to make Troy Palmolo guard somebody, terrible, yeah. terrible. Turtle, 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 turtle. But go to it, the rings, if you could just let him do what he does well, which is rush the quarterback, because I still yeah. think he can rush the quarterback at a high level, 
then you might have a good defense and let high Clinton Dix stir up everything on the back end, but I don't know. I, I and then you have Detroit that I just don't know. They have a I think they have a really good offense. It's just that defense just I don't know. I don't I'd have to see Detroit it. is so weak. Detroit's one Detroit is in the same boat for me as San Diego well, I'm sorry, the LA Chargers. Sounds so stupid. It doesn't even lightning in Los Angeles. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know. It may lightning in Los Angeles, but it don't rain a whole lot out there. So I don't think it lightnings a lot in Los Angeles. You look at Detroit and you see Matt Stafford with all the money he makes. And you just say, this team, every year, if you were to like bring up the Lions, I would be 9-7. Uh, and seven. You think they're going to be the ones that are runner-up to them, to Minnesota? Who? The Lions. Do you think they're the biggest I have, competition in that, I have in that no, one? No, I think it's the Packers because I have no faith in the... In the it's, it's the Packers by default because I have no faith in the Lions organization at all. They ruined Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. I rest my case. Okay, listen to this. So you have Matthew Stafford, a quarterback. Good. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt or they're screwed because that Matt Castle is back there. <laughs> uh, but running back, you have LeGarrette Blunt, Theo Riddick, on Johnson, and Amir Abdul in your running, as your four running backs. That's interesting. Yeah. That could – Golden Tate and, and Marvin Johnson on the outside. Marvin Jones? Yeah, I said Johnson. That's the one from Cincinnati, right? Yes. Um, That's interesting. I don't, I don't think Golden Tate's any good, but I don't think he's bad either. Golden Tate's one of those players that came out of college and, like, outperformed my expectations for him because I thought he was trash because he went to Notre Dame and most Notre Dame receivers are trash besides Tim Brown and – that other guy they had once. Rocket. Yeah, the Rocket dude, Ismail. Hey, but I will tell you one thing. Green Bay's kickers reliable as all get up, but old as all get out too. Hey, yeah. let's not forget this Detroit Lions team. Yes, Aaron Rodgers was hurt. I don't remember how many of those games, but they went 5-1 and one in the North last year. I'm assuming two of those were against Chicago. No, all of those were against Chicago. Oh, that, we know that they, they won all five shit. against Chicago. No, <laughs> we you know two of those because two of those against Minnesota, two of those against Green Bay. No, but I'm, I guarantee you, no, two no. of those wins. I'm trying to figure out what the no, one two loss of the wins. was. I bet one I'm, of the losses was against Minnesota. I'm guessing, yeah, but I'm guessing at least one of those wins against uh, Green Bay was when Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Yeah, well, the Steelers won eight in the division and lost to Jacksonville in the playoffs. So, but I mean, my thing with Detroit is, okay, question: Is Jim Caldwell still their coach? No, uh, wait. I think so. Actually, yeah. We're going to ask Google. No, Matt Patricia. That's right. That's right. Because that's he right. Had that, he did get He fired. had that, yeah. that incident a long time ago they tried to bring up and get that's him out of there. A, that's and, a bunch of bull crap. Yeah. Like, I, that's like, uh, oh, he did something to me, but I'm going to keep it hush-hush till he gets big and famous, and then I'm going to come out the woodworks. No, you can't do that. Either he did it when he did it, or he didn't do it. You well, can't wait till he gets famous. They did the same thing to that dude that would try to get the Tennessee job in college. And they oh, waited till yeah. he got the job, and then they flipped out. You're talking and then, about the old Rutgers and uh, yeah, yeah Shiano. And I don't even like I don't even like Greg Shiano. And there's a lot of people at ESPN that he. But come on, man! Like you just ruined this dude's reputation online over some stuff. Like where? Like you don't think the Lions knew about this when they hired this dude? Like I, I know I just said what I said about the Lions, and the fact that Matt Millen is allowed to talk about football on TV to me is hilarious, considering the wonderful things he did as a GM at Detroit, but. Hey, some of the worst players and coaches turn out to be some of the best analysts. Yeah, Bobby Marks from the NBA is another guy that's on TV all the time. And I'm like, didn't y'all just like 
Then Y'all you, are the ones that, that he was the one that sent the trade with the Nets that basically screwed what, the whole, I wanted to, the whole I wanted franchise. To be like, aren't you the guy that built the Celtics while working for the Nets? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to football. Listen, Minnesota is the best team in this division. I don't see any surprises here unless Aaron Rodgers puts up an Aaron Rodgers type year. Um, but is he? He's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys that like he he was gonna be our Marino if he hadn't beat the Steelers in that one Super Bowl. He was he was. Aaron Rodgers was going to be Dan Marino. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to break the bank for Aaron Rodgers, and their roster is still going to be badly constructed. And it's almost like Mike Trout with the Angels. This dude's going to be one of the best baseball players of this generation. He's going to have no postseason to show for it whatsoever. And that's, I think that's why some people don't want to vote him the most valuable player. It's like, eh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not on the best team. Does it, do I think he's less of a baseball player? No. I mean, it's the same with Aaron Rodgers. Like, yes, he's the most valuable player to his team. You saw it last year, but and he's been to a couple. He's been to a couple NFC Championship games besides that Super Bowl too. So yeah, but it's one of those things where can you really give it to somebody that a is not always healthy and which is not always his fault, and b. Uh, isn't on a winning team because the franchise can't keep crap around him. Like, just build him an offensive line. Do what Dallas did and get smart. Build it from the front, from the big guy's back. Yeah. You can you can get dudes that can. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball to anybody. Yeah. You got you got to get him protected, it. or his collarbone's going to break again. His and, best his best receiver a couple years ago was technically his third string uh, tight end in Rodgers. Yeah, and and they had a guy playing running back last year that was actually a wide receiver. Yeah. So, you just give him weapons, and he can figure it out. Yeah. But I still think Minnesota wins this division because I think Aaron Rodgers figures out, or the offensive line figures out a way to get Aaron Rodgers hurt. Yeah, I just... It's the same thing that's what's going to happen with Houston, with with Deshaun Watson. Their, their offensive line is so ridiculously bad that they, they, they're going to get Deshaun have killed. a really, really hard time keeping quarterbacks alive. Yeah. Now, do I think the Packers' offensive line is as bad as Houston or Indy or any of them? No. But they are bad. No Indy's, doubt. Indy's another one. Like, if the year, three years they've kept him healthy, they went 11-5 and five in all those years. No. Do I think the divisions were tough? No. But <laughs> the three years but he was the, healthy, but the, he went he But went it wasn't games. like the Colts were good. No. Andrew Luck was just good with some with, – and T.Y. T. Hilton was good, but they didn't have a running back because they never have one except for the Edron James and when they had Eric – actually, they had lots of good running backs. They had Marshall Falk, Eric Dickerson, and they had and they had Edron James, and then all of a sudden they just forgot how to draft running backs. Because uh, they ended up having two good quarterbacks. Yeah, two franchise quarterbacks. Yeah. But that's off topic. But we all think Minnesota's going to win the division, right? Yes. yes. Unless – Kirk Cousins gets hurt, then it's. Oh, Kirk Cousins gets hurt, then Green Bay. Then it's Detroit. Win. Yeah. Oh, you got Detroit second. Yep. I think it's gonna, but I will say it's gonna be one of those tough divisions because I don't think Minnesota's gonna run off and hide. The fact I that do. Matt Patricia's the coach now and Jim Caldwell's on, I never thought Jim Caldwell was a good head coach. I've always thought he was a. He's obviously a good play caller. He was the play caller for the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl. He's a play caller for the Indianapolis Colts when they won the Super Bowl. Like. Jim Caldwell. Some of those guys, you just got to keep them where they're, what they're good at. Like, and I think Hugh Jackson's going to be one of those guys when we get to the North. Bold the prediction. North. Bold prediction. Minnesota, 13-3. I, I, I think that's in the realm of possibilities. 
I'm going to give them 12-4, losing two games in the uh, division. I'm going to give them 11-5 because they have to go to New England and play at New England. And until Tom Brady falls off a cliff, I'm not going to – like, it's like LeBron. Like, until you show me regression, I'm just going to – I will believe that Tom – and yeah. I hate I Every hate year the in the East, I was like, well, until LeBron loses, I think he's going to the finals. And as long as Tom Brady – Tom Brady won an MVP Tom Brady will always be in the playoffs as long as he's alive and alive and playing because he plays in the AFC East with, the, with three <laughs> – yeah. Unless Aaron Rodgers goes to Miami. Do you know how easy that division is going to be to talk about? AFC East, Patriots. Okay, uh, do we really have to talk about them other trash teams? <laughs> nope. Yeah. We could do three divisions that day, like do the AFC East and do, like, yeah, we'll get to that. Well, the NFC East will be interesting. Yeah, we're up on break. We're going to take us a little quick break, and we'll be back. Interviews, special guests, and the recap of the week's news and headlines and box scores and results. It's Beck's Work Week in Review live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Based on your geolocation, upcoming events will be listed, or you can search by your zip code. That's event tickets page of 12 Ounce Sports Radio, where you'll find a promo code that'll get you a big discount on your first purchase. Get in the game. Visit the radio station at 12OunceSports.com. It's 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Radio.com. Spell it out for them. With the O-Z. 12ozsportsradio.com. Good job, Stack Guy. Listening to your favorite show, go to the event tickets page, enter your zip code, and save. That easy. 12ozsportsradio.com. Or to speak with a representative about a price for your growing business at 877-779-3860. Again, that's 877-779-3860. Click that banner, enter your course of choice or zip code, find a tea time you like, book that tea time and you'll get up to 50% off courtesy of 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Book like a pro, even if you don't play like one. Twelve ounce sports radio. Quench your sports thirst. Interviews, special guests, and the recap of the week's news and headlines and box scores and results. It's Beck's Work Week in Review live on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio. Every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Based on your geolocation, upcoming events will be listed, or you can search by your zip code. That's event tickets page of 12 Ounce Sports Radio, where you'll find a promo code that'll get you a big discount on your first purchase. Get in the game. Visit the radio station at 12OunceSports.com. It's 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Spell it out for him. With the OZ. 12OZSportsRadio.com. Good job, Stack Guy. Listening to your favorite show, go to the event tickets page, enter your zip code, and save that easy. 12OZSportsRadio.com. 
Metro to speak with a representative about a price for your growing business at 877-779-3860. Again, that's 877-779-3860. Click that banner, enter your course of choice or zip code, find a tea time you like, Book that tea time and you'll get up to 50% off courtesy of 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Book like a pro, even if you don't play like one. (sighs) 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Quench your sports thirst. Welcome back into the Rehab Sports Guys live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. That's 1-2-O-Z Sports Radio. And we just got done talking about the NFC North, so now we're going on to the AFC North that includes Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, as Jesse likes to say, and the Cleveland Browns. Shout out to our producer, who is a Browns fan, because he done, like, I put out a, uh, what do you even call it, a poll, and there's a lot of Cleveland Browns, and I think that had something to do with the Hefe. Yeah, so we appreciate the opportunity, but uh, the Browns are trash. Now, but here's what I will say. So, when you made the order of those teams, originally that was the order I had the division in. I was Cleveland going to win the division, Vu? Is Cleveland going to win the division? I didn't say they're going to win the okay, division, I but I don't think they're going to be the Browns that we know we've known for the last forever. I don't know. If you look on paper and Josh Gordon doesn't smoke weed, and God bless him, and I hope he's doing well, he's taking some time for counseling. If Josh Gordon and um, Jarvis Landry and whoever they have, and Duke Johnson and that running back tandem that they have, and Tyrod Taylor play the way that I think they can play. I could almost see Cleveland getting third place in this division. Just because one win in two years to predicting them to be a playoff team is a lot to ask for a team that has a really bad culture. So, and everyone keeps telling me that Hugh Jackson can't coach. So, these are also the people now that are telling me the Browns are going to win like eight games this year. I have no idea what to do with the Cincinnati Bengals. Because... The Bengals are going to be the Bengals. Yeah, and then somehow they're going to miss the playoffs, and Marvin Lewis will get another extension because I guess they just can't. I mean, I get that they were terrible before he got there, but they've been good like five years of like the however decade plus long he's been there. At some point, I mean, I guess they just are cool with not being terrible. So I got Pittsburgh winning the division and Baltimore maybe, maybe making a wild card. Just like. In- uh, They're the best run franchises North, in the division. I think that unless Ben Roethlisberger gets injured or Le'Veon Bell gets injured, unless one of those two guys gets injured, don't see a way that Pittsburgh doesn't win this division. The thing about Ben is when he gets injured, it's for like a game or two. Like he he's never He'll play been, through some stuff. The most the most amount of games he ever missed was the year they won the, their first Super Bowl. Now yeah. is he probably going to miss a game this year because he stubs his toe? on an offensive lineman's leg or someone hits his knee, probably. Um, here's my thing, though. If you're Pittsburgh, you have to win the Super Bowl this year. For Because with the Le'Veon Bell contract situation and Big Ben 
is not getting younger, obviously, because it's not how the aging process works, then I just, this is it. And, and if not, then you, we built a defense and you're going to start over at quarterback and probably start over at running back. And then Antonio Brown's going to take a beating. So I just, if they have to play the Patriots, they're screwed. If Pittsburgh can go throughout the playoffs and not play Jacksonville, because for some reason Ben can't play, well, he put 42 points on him and they lost. He played terrible in the first game. I almost threw a chair in Africa over that game. <laughs> so mad. So every time I turned around, he was throwing an interception. I'm like, how do we even get the ball back that fast? We're going to throw another pick. The teams that give fits to Pittsburgh are not offensive teams normally. It's defensive teams when because, you know, defense can hold them down, then their defense is in trouble because they're out there too long and get exposed. And Ben hence holds why, the ball too long. Yeah, hence why – Jacksonville hung, what, 45 on them in the playoff game? Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh's offense. And Pittsburgh I mean, almost they, won that game, yeah. too. So When Pittsburgh's offense gets rolling, it's almost unstoppable. The problem is last year, that offense lulled for a little bit. Ben was playing bad. Ben admitted he was playing bad. And sure did he had a five-interception game the first time he played Jacksonville. Yes, and then he came back and was on fire and put up an MVP-type second half. I mean, he was lighting people on fire. Um, Baltimore's weird because they have Joe Flacco and then two totally opposite quarterbacks behind him in RG3 and Lamar Jackson. And then this receiving core... Begins with Michael Crabtree. Who's good, but I don't think he's great. Um... Let me see. I think I wrote some of this down somewhere if I can find it. Um, I think that Baltimore will be better, though. I really do. The thing about them is their defense is just getting old. Yeah, but they've certainly replaced some of those guys, too, though. So, I think that I think they're fine on defense. Um, I root for Alex Collins to have a very good year and make a lot of money and just not do any of that when they play Pittsburgh. Because he went to the University of Arkansas, so I'm an Alex Collins fan. But I don't want him to get no yards against us. But, yeah, like, because Cincinnati, really after A.J. Green, they lost all their other receivers. And they're still doing, and then Mixon, Joe Mixon maybe. I mean, he was good last year in spurts. But I just, I think Cincinnati's window closed, and I think Baltimore can make a wild card. make decisions when you know what comes next. All right, well, that was weird. I was looking at someone. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's Pittsburgh's division to lose now. They backloaded the hell out of our schedule. Yeah, that's where some of these predictions come down. When people are talking about predictions, they don't look at, like, the schedule and then things turn out where teams aren't as good as they were last year. So the strength of schedule, strength of schedule in pro sports is stupid, in my opinion. Because, like I say, you can have a really, really good team one year, but if an Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, are the Green Bay really a tough game? Right. Like, something like that where strength of st- schedule is stupid. But, I, like you said, Cincinnati, I don't believe anything in Cincinnati uh, outside of Dalton and A.J. Green. And then, yes, Cleveland's going to be better than 1-31, in 31, but... Are they going to be a 500? Eh, probably not. Uh, you want to hear Pittsburgh's last eight games? Go ahead. Hit me with it. All right. Well, the first eight games are Cleveland, Kansas City, Tampa Bay with no Jameis, Baltimore, Atlanta, 
Cincinnati, Cleveland. All right, slowly can, read it. Okay. The first eight, Cleveland, at Cleveland, Kansas City, at Tampa Bay. They could win all three of those. Kansas City has a first-year quarterback. Baltimore, Atlanta, at Cincinnati, Cleveland. That's the first half. Okay, so I think they maybe could lose two games. So six and two. Yeah. The worst. That's the worst. Six and two. Now to the second half of the schedule. At Baltimore, Carolina, at Jacksonville, at Denver, L.A. Chargers, at the Raiders, Patriots, at the Saints, and Cincinnati. And notice there's no buy in there. They could lose like five of five those. Of those. So you're still talking about 11 and eleven and wait. But think about it. Everybody in the division has to play. No, you're talking or about. Or same so, so we have to play the NFC South this year. And then we play the. So I'm thinking. And the AFC West. 10 and 6 could still win this division, which yes. is crazy. I feel like Pittsburgh is going to come roaring out the gate, and then they're going to have to cling on with this. You better hope you crazy win, schedule. Yeah, you better hope you win seven of those first eight games. Yeah, because none of that. I mean, and they, could they win all those games at the end? Yes, possibly. But New England is. New England's at home. Denver has always been a place we haven't played well. Carolina. I mean, Cam Newton. Denver. I mean, I mean, the Chargers. You get them at home, but that's we've. Historically, been good but against Jacksonville, them. at Jacksonville, at Jacksonville, that I'm that's an L. Like that defense just gives us fits. You ain't gonna have to worry about it as much because you can figure out how to stop a, stop their offense from scoring. Like that. it doesn't matter. We won't they be able to score. They don't have Allen Robinson. They don't have Allen Hearns. They don't have Mercedes Lewis. They have no offensive weapon other than other than Leonard Fournette. They literally have zero offense other than Fournette. No, it wasn't their offense that really killed them. It was the fact that every time Ben got the ball in their first game they played, but they ben scored forty the something times. times. Yeah, Ben turned the ball over three times That's, and gave him and, plus and that, field. And that playoff game was at home. I mean, now last year when we got shellacked by him, it was also at home. But so, when you give the ball to him more than three times, you're going to lose agreed. the game regardless who you're playing. Agreed, but. And, I'm just saying, as far as being able to put points on a board like that, they're not going to be able so to do that. you think Jacksonville's going to go 0-16? I didn't say they're going to go 0-16. They have no offense, though, so how can they win any football games? We've seen they, – they're basically what the Ravens were in the two, the early 2000s. They're all defense and very, very, very little offense. I'm sure they have people that play wide receiver, and we'll have to see think if they're think, think, think about it. They had they had shut down secondary. What does Jacksonville have? Shut down secondary. Right. That's why I'm they have good to lose they had this a, game. a really good linebacking core. Same thing Jacksonville does. Oh, what's giving Pittsburgh fits? But here's the thing: what do they? They can play defense as much as they want, but if you can't score points, you're not winning the game. But if you turn the ball over into plus territory, how? So what are you're you? telling me, timeout, is if that if you play a football game. And my team scores no points. We cannot win the game. Thank you for that analysis. I sure do appreciate it. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> but we can tie. But we can tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get you. I just. Now, th- there will be games that they score, obviously, from their defense being so good uh, due to fumbles, interceptions, but... yada, yada, yada. But you can't just rely on the defense scoring and winning you games every game. You just can't. I, I... What if what, what, Bortles what, is an MVP remember? candidate? Do you remember what I said about Jacksonville last week? 
No, I tune everything you say about all the uh, everybody in the NFC South. What did you say about that? Are oh, you talking about on the radio show? Yeah. Oh, I probably should remember. I <laughs> I'm thinking that I remembered putting them at ten and six for the year, but the more and more I thought about it, yeah, man, you did. That defense can get them ten and six. You had them second in front of Houston and uh, Indy. But I'm yeah. not. I can't say predictions on like schedules until like I literally dissect a team schedule, like. I told people last year Dallas wasn't the highest they were going to get 10 and 6. And everybody was like, well, they can do better than that. And I was like, I mean, they could get 10 and 6. I think they'll be 9 and 7 or 8 and 8. And they were 9 and 7. So, yeah, look I'm at schedules. And you can look at schedules now and you won't know because what if Lor- uh, Fournette and, uh, oh, what's it? Ramsey both tear their ACLs. Okay, now Jacksonville's going to win two games. Yeah. So it's the predictions are, I mean, they're fun to make. Um, and we make bets on them because they're fun. It's its not like anyone gets mad over any of this. But these nah. predictions, listen, for all you fans out there that hold people to predictions, now, if you came into the season and predicted that the San Diego Padres were going to win the World Series, I might call you a nut job. <laughs> but, I mean, pr- predictions like this, like like you said, it, ever, of course, if Tom Brady gets hurt, their backup quarterback's Brian Hoyer. They're probably still going to win the AFC East because the rest of that division is trash. But if you're, like like we said, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, I mean, what happened when Tony Romo got hurt for the Cowboys? Dumpster fire because you people, had no backup. That's what I use. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm going to go with this. So everybody was like, oh, well, they have the offensive line. Zeke Elliott this. It, Dak should win eight games plus every year. But it's like, do you remember all the games? Hey, what was the offensive line like when uh, Tony Romo got hurt? Pretty sure it was the same way it is now, right? Yeah. So what? Why? Why do Zeke and Dak get knocked for having that offensive line? But then people like Whedon and I'm not even gonna name another dumpster fire. So we had a quarterback, but Matt Castle. Matt Castle. They could not win a game, a game with that offensive line, and Darren McFadden getting over a thousand yards. Yeah, crickets. That's all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> this notion about. They're only good because of the offensive line is ridiculous. Yes, I agree. And, I mean, the reason I'm getting off on this is because we've got 10 minutes left and we've kind of already finished up. Is there really an argument, unless someone's injured, that Pittsburgh doesn't win this division? No. No. Thank you. Um, so, so, some. I just want to kind of bounce around a little bit about, I don't know, anything really. Anything, storylines that we got 10 minutes remaining that we can talk about. All right, so we we, we talked we talked about Kevin Love getting his contract. Mm-hmm. Covered that. Talked about T.O. Talked about all the wide receivers. How about all these people LeBron's got to deal with? How about all these people, man? Okay, listen. Joy Talk Taylor about- said something very important that you Kobe fans need to understand. Kobe Bryant no longer plays basketball in the NBA for the Los Angeles Lakers. He doesn't play. So all you people who are like, we're L.A., we're going to get all these free agents. And then you get the best guy in the NBA and you are mad and you're defacing murals. Listen, those are not Los Angeles Lakers fans. Those are Kobe fans. Number one. There is a those difference are NBA between the two. Fans. Those are, there's yeah. a difference between the two. And listen, I don't, I don't care about a mural. It ain't hurting my feelings. But, like, really, like, LeBron chose y'all in free agency. Listen, LeBron's a great player. I think any organization should be happy to have him. Do I think they should have made the mural that said the king? No. The no, one that was I do, dumb. The one I do like is where he's standing in front of the L.A. Uh, 
Coliseum and the LA in the Staples Center where like Shaq and Kobe yeah, he's and looking Magic, up at him, right? Yeah, Magic and Kareem and all those guys were sitting on the stadium sitting on the gyms and he's underneath looking at him. That's exactly what LeBron's thinking. Yes. If I don't win a championship, I can never be compared to any of these guys because they won championships in L.A. Like, Yeah, and also, if you're a person that goes by and graffitis on murals where someone took their hard work, you know what I hope happens to you? I hope you mow your grass, and I hope you weed eat your grass, and I hope you do a wonderful job, and then I hope some idiot college kid comes and does donuts in your freaking yard and messes <laughs> that stuff up because that's exactly what you did. And I don't care if you did that to a mural of the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, actually, that would probably be cool because I don't like them. But, yeah, um, the, you, so you want to talk about the knuckleheads that LeBron has to play with? Or is it just the fact that they, he has to deal with 100 million different personalities? Yeah, and it was probably all LeBron's idea. I think LeBron likes doing this kind of stuff. And so you got LeVar, and then you got Lonzo, who thinks he's a better rapper than Nas. So you've got blowing in your ear Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, who asked Shaq, uh... Rondo, who's self-admittedly never gotten along with a coach since Pee Wee. Michael Beasley. I like that. I want him in Dallas as a bench player. I think this team is going to be super interesting. And I think that's the point. I think the Lakers know they're not winning the championship this year. No. So put around a bunch of people that can make this interesting, sell tickets, and then they're all on one-year contracts. Mm-hmm. So it's like now... You can get one, maybe even two max players next year if you can get someone to take a pay cut. Clay's on the market next year. Jimmy Butler's on the market next year. I don't think they're getting Jimmy Butler. I think him and Kyrie are trying to go to New York so they can lose in the playoffs to Boston every year together. Um, yeah. You're an asshole. I'm not an asshole. So you're telling me that Chris Osporzing is Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving. If they get... If they get... They if they keep. get Kyrie and Jimmy Butler, they're not keeping KP. They're not doing it. The Porzingis will be long gone. Why? How are you going to afford Kyrie and and Jimmy Butler and and? How did the, the Thunder war- afford the, the war? The, 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 the Warriors have KD, Clay, and Steph. I don't see it. I it's don't. called tax dollars. You now, think being they ain't got Knicks, money, being that it's the Knicks, and I'm and I'm really, it's really funny that David brings up the salary cap. Um, but yeah. We're just talking figurative. We're not even. They're, they're not going to afford that team. But yeah, like, when, listen. And here's the thing: if if they let's say they do get Kristaps and Kyrie and Jimmy Butler, one of them might be on the court by himself because none of them dudes have proven they can stay healthy. That's true. And once you start so getting me, injured as a big man early in your career, it usually stays with you. Post summer power rankings for next year's ESPN and NBA. Oh, I saw this nonsense. Warriors, Celtics, Rockets, 76ers, Raptors. Thunder, Jazz, Nuggets, and Lakers. And I said to that, I said, so we think Ka- uh, Ka- Kawhi and Lowry are better than Paul George, Westbrook, and Adams. And I said, hell no. I think the Thunder and the the Thunder could do way more damage in the East than the, the Toronto ever will. But since Tor- since the Thunder are in the West, yeah, you could kind of weigh it that way. But Warriors and Rockets are better than the Celtics. I have more faith in those two teams. Mm, Do ah. I think the Celtics make the finals? Yes. You think the Rockets are better than the Celtics? Like right now, a year older? Nope. Well, we know you don't. <laughs> He's, they could be the best team in the world. He's still going to say, oh, they're dumpster trash. They could have Akeem Olajuwon in his prime right now, and he'd be like, Houston sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, I mean, like, but, they, like, but, like, but I Houston did get him. worse. I will give him that. They did get worse. They didn't. And Boston you, didn't lose giving, anything. Yeah, they're giving everything up to go after Melo. Which makes and they no haven't sense. Re, and they haven't brought back Capella. So. Bre- Capella's coming back. They just haven't signed him yet. Be- because if Capella was going anywhere, he would have already signed if he was yeah. leaving. All the teams have spent all their cap space. It's how the salary cap works, David. They're just waiting to see what they can give them. They're just trying to kind of like Dirk. Everybody knew who's going back to Dallas, but they just had to wait till they figured out their whole DeAndre situation. And th- the thing is, Capella knows he's going back there, and now they're just jostling for numbers. Because he thought he was going to get this $25 million guaranteed contract, and did nobody want him. So yeah, he because was like, he's a restricted oh, free agent, right? So yeah. no one even tendered an offer for him. Which is kind of strange. But... I will say this, West-wise, you've got Warriors, Rockets, Thunder, Jazz, Nuggets, and then the Lakers, and then the Trailblazers. I think the Lakers, so that basically would mean the Lakers would be like the seventh seed? Dude, the, Lakers, the Lakers are not getting less than the fifth seed. They have the best player on planet Earth. Yes. Yes. They're not winning the championship, no. No, they're not coming out. I didn't say they were coming out of the West. I didn't even say they were going to the Western Conference Finals. You're telling me that, listen. It all comes down to seeding, though, really. It all comes down to if, if LeBron declines. Because they said he was going to decline last year. He didn't. He was the MVP. I don't care that they gave it to James Harden. LeBron played 82 games and was the best so the player Laker, in the NBA. So the Lakers are better than, than what teams that were in the playoffs this year? Okay, so I got Golden State 1. Houston two, Utah's. I think Utah's going to be the third seed because they have a better coach, and then I think Oklahoma State will be four, and I think they'll be five. Oklahoma the City. Lakers will be five. I have Oklahoma City at four. Yes, that's Oklahoma State. Oklahoma City. <clears throat> I've got the Lakers at five. They're better than Portland. They're better than Denver for now. Michael Porter Jr. is having back surgery. Now Denver's a, a team I think is going to surprise. I don't think the Clippers make the playoffs. I have no faith in Minnesota. Half them dudes don't even want to play there anymore. I do this by history. LeBron is going to win 50 games in L.A. And they're going to you lose in the second can, round. You, can't, you I, can't base that solely off on what he did against a weak-ass Eastern Conference. Uh, LeBron has been playing basketball for 15 years against every team in the NBA. Mm. And you're telling me they play much better defense in the West in the regular season? Yes, I'm basing this off the regular season with all these guys sitting out. But the he didn't have to have games. as much. The competition in one, in the Western Conference is far more than anything he's. But ever he seen still in plays the them. He still played what? Yeah, he skated in the East. Yeah, but you still have to play the West during the regular season. We're not talking about the playoffs. So what do you think the Lakers' record is going to be with the best player in the world, with Ray John Rondo, with Brandon Ingram? They won 37 games last year. You LeBron think he's is not easily plus, plus 10? ten. On any roster. Always has been. Why are teams so much worse when he leaves? He's the only one that leaves. Because he completely destroys the franchise wherever he like goes and leaves from. That's their own. He's a roster. Fault. He's a he's a franchise destroyer and he, and a coach killer. No, because teams don't what, be, no no hold on. What good coach has he ever killed? Good coach. Good coach. Paul Silas, Mike they, Brown. It's because bad they, coaches. David Blatt, bad coach. Spolster, he didn't destroy Spolster, and he did not destroy the Miami franchise. They're still they're still in the playoffs. If Chris Bosch wouldn't have got hurt, 
You act like That's LeBron signs all the players. Like he pers- he might tell you what to do, but you ain't got to listen. Have to do it. You're the GM. Do your job. How did this turn? Oh, because he hates LeBron. That's right. Yeah, he is LeBron here. And the Cavaliers were a shitty franchise before he got there. But I will argue this: I don't think there. I don't think the Lakers win fifty games. I'll give him forty-five. And it's two o'clock. They're winning fifty games. This has been the Rehab Sports Guys. We'll catch y'all next week, same time. Also, check out the Hog Show. We are on Twitter. Check us out on iTunes. You can also check us out on 12 Sports Radio.com.